It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to this podcast right now. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Friday, I'll be back answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me over there on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. It's been almost a week since Frank Reich was formally introduced as a new head coach here in Carolina. And the hope is that in year one, Frank Reich can set up the Carolina Panthers to be the dominant team in the NFC South moving forward. Tom Brady, Finally, thank the Lord has retired for real this time. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, they're gone from New Orleans and not quite sure what Dennis Allen and that organization's plan is at quarterback moving forward. The Falcons are the Falcons and Brady, as I mentioned, gone in Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles year one didn't look great. Some people were asking, should Todd Bowles even still be the head coach down there in Tampa Bay? Well, he is and he's fired most of his offensive staff. The Carolina Panthers, the young defense with a solid offensive line, talented player in DJ Moore offensively, they have the core, what I think can be the best team in the NFC South moving forward, especially when you look at how young they are in some of the production that we've gotten out of players like Brian Burns and Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin and DJ Moore. Get a quarterback in there. You have, hopefully, fingers crossed, the right coach, and this can be the best team in the NFC South moving forward, which is, I believe, right there on the table. And I'm very bullish on what this team can do as long as they check all the boxes that I outlined last week on my offseason to-do list for the Carolina Panthers here in 2023. They do that. They should be the favorites in the NFC South and division champions when it's all said and done during the 2023 season. Now, there are questions about Frank Reich and what went wrong in Indianapolis. Was it his call to bring in Carson Wentz, was it his call to bring in Matt Ryan, or was it Chris Bauer, the general manager? Was it Jim Ursay, the owner there in Indianapolis? Should Frank Reich even been fired in the first place there in Indy? So we're going to talk about 
what went right back when he had Phillip Rivers, when he had Andrew Luck and they went to the playoffs and even won a playoff game in his first year with Indianapolis. Also, they're known for all the slow starts. What led to the slow starts at the beginning of those seasons and then the turnarounds in the second half of the season, which Frank Reich even brought up during his press conference a week ago. We'll do all of that. By asking that right now to Stephen Holder of ESPN.com, who has covered Frank Reich back when he was at the Indy Star, then the Athletic, now, of course, at the Worldwide Leader covering the Indianapolis Colts. He was there for all four-plus seasons of Frank Reich's tenure in Indianapolis, and he is kind enough to join me on the show today to let us know who Frank Reich is as a man, as a play caller, as a leader. Overall, we're going to find out the good, the bad, hopefully nothing ugly. I don't really think there's any ugly with Frank Reich and see what the Carolina Panthers are going to get out of him, or at least are getting out of getting from him as a head coach as he comes here to Carolina and takes over that job. So we'll do that right here on the show in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at BlueNile.com. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell you, love birds, that. You probably already had date plans in your calendar for weeks, but have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating the day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. BlueNile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth education materials, and unique online tools that place you in control so you can forget about the usual hassles of jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNow.com. That's BlueNow.com for up to 50% off. BlueNow.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. And as promised, Stephen Holder of ESPN.com. He's been covering the Colts for a while now, since 2013. Covering them for the Indy Star, the Athletic. And now you're kind of a newbie, right, to the worldwide leader, Stephen. Congratulations on that, man. But happy to have you on the show as uh, we want to talk a lot about what's Frank Reich's tenure in Indianapolis and kind of what Carolina's getting. But uh, happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Uh, always happy to talk about Frank. Uh, had a good ride with him here in Indy. Yeah, and first off, you know, what's the kind of man that Carolina is getting in Frank Reich? Because I've only heard nothing but positive things about Frank Reich, and typically that's not what you really hear when a coach gets fired. Because I know a lot of people here feel some type of way about Matt Rule after his tenure failed here in Carolina. But Frank Reich had a winning record, also seems to be a great guy. What kind of man are the Panthers getting in Frank Reich? Yeah, I mean, I think you're getting an A-plus person for sure. You know, we can always debate what kind of coach – 
people, you know, these guys are. But when it comes to the the human aspect of it, I mean, he's he is off the charts. There's no question about that. And I recall uh, about a year into his tenure in Indy, I recall doing a story about his time as a minister in Charlotte and and talked to some of his the members of his former church and and how he he touched their lives in various ways had nothing to do with religion, right? I mean, whether you agree or disagree, it was more about just, you know, how he related to people and how he he impacted people. And I think he brought with him to coaching that same mentality. It's a totally different job, obviously. But I think he he never lost that sort of priority uh, when he in anything that he does, you know, he's he's a human being first and then the job itself comes second. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I do think that you can you can be a good human being and be in a cutthroat business like the NFL. I think those things can be compatible. It, it's hard, but I think it can be compatible. So he has a good way of of finding a way to kind of you know resolve those two things and and make them you know work in tandem. Yeah. So he's coming here. Obviously, the head coach Carolina. What kind of coach was Frank Reich? I know he ended his tenure in Indianapolis as forty thirty three and one. So. He was winning, and it's not often that you leave a place after just little than four, five years with a winning record. So what kind of coach was Frank Reich in Indianapolis when they were winning and even when they were losing? So I think overall a, a pretty successful coach. Let's just start with that, right? You can get into the particulars, and we will. But but if you want to start from the macro version, for me, the 10,000-foot the view is that's a pretty successful run in the NFL, you know, when you had a, a team that didn't have a premier quarterback, as has been well documented. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Uh, I would say what he, the reason he, there's two things I think that he failed to do, which is number one, get this team kind of past this little flirtation with, you know, make the playoffs, but not really do anything. Uh, and, you know, that's a, they got a little bit of stuck in that rut. And then secondly, I think when things went off the rails in 2022, he wasn't able to really pull it back. Now, I would say he has had a lot of success doing that in the past, right? Where they have a poor start, which is not something you want, right? But they have had that on a couple of occasions, had a poor start, and he was able to bring them back. It is, I think, one of his strengths is when things are going poorly, he's able or had been able to to kind of rectify them that didn't happen this time. He also didn't have, you know, a complete opportunity to do that, right? He got fired after, I believe, eight games. So, you know, I guess what I'd say, or excuse me, uh, nine games. So I guess what I'd say is the, the, the trend wasn't great when you go back to the end of the 2021 season. They lose their last two, get eliminated from the playoffs when they sh- looked like a sure thing. And then the, you combine that with the start this season – and the owner, Jim Mersey, just didn't like the trajectory and, and thought he needed to do something. I get that. I, I personally, I would have let it ride. I think yeah. that his history probably earned him that right. And, and when you look at just where they were from just a dysfunctional nature of their offense, the quarterback play, the offensive line uh, sort of having a, a regression, I think I would personally have let it ride and let him figure it out. But I also completely understand the thinking that, okay, we're in a place that we haven't been in a long time and, and this is not going in the right direction. Both things can be true. Uh, so I yeah. just think that's that's kind of what led to to what happened this year. But overall, 
I think this year was an outlier for sure. There's no question this year was an outlier uh, in Frank Reich's tenure. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, not being an Indy, not covering this team, and obviously not watching the Colts week in, week out, I look at it, 2018, he has Andrew Luck. They win a playoff game, lose a Kansas City in divisional round. Andrew Luck decides to retire in August, which surprises everyone, and it feels like the Colts are still trying to get over that wound of Andrew Luck leaving the organization far earlier than anyone would ever would expect him. Okay, you're with Jacoby Reset in 2019. Fine quarterback, not a guy you want for 16 games, but he's still fine. Get Phillip Rivers. That works out for a year, losing the wild card round to Buffalo. Then the next year, Carson Wentz, it was going okay. Big win on a Saturday night against the Patriots. And then you bring up the final two weeks, especially the loss at Jacksonville. And then the infamous uh, video of Jim Irsay on the tarmac talking about the situation there. And then Matt Ryan. So I'm just, what the common theme is, all right, you had a quarterback, but then since then, it's all just been a merry-go-round and carousel. Like, is that really where you point to? as where things might have gone wrong for Frank Reich. And I just want to know also, like, who's even to blame there? Did he want yeah. Carson Wentz? Did he want Matt Ryan? Or was it Jim Irsay? Was it Chris Ballard, the general manager? Like, who is there to blame with all that went on the last five years as far as the quarterback position, outside of, of course, Andrew Luck deciding, I'm tired of rehabbing and being hurt all the time? Well, to your first question, you know, was the quarterback issue really what did him in? I, I wholeheartedly believe that right i mean you saw the best of frank reich in 2018 and 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 when they had an offense that that had confidence and they they played with this edge that was really interesting i mean they were so young back back then by the way in 2018 they're a veteran team now a lot of those guys though at that time they were in their first and second year you know the guys like quentin nelson and were rookies that year uh Shaquille Leonard was a rookie that year. I mean, uh, these guys played out of their minds. And and I think the, the collective confidence they played with, even though Frank is a mild-mannered guy, he does have this way of, of building players up to play with confidence. And I've heard guys explain it, and, and it's not the easiest thing to explain. Sure. But, but you definitely understand that there's something tangible to it because I've, I've heard him talk about it, and I, I, I know what they're saying. So anyway... That's the first thing. Um, when you talk about who's at fault, I would say a lot of people's hands are dirty here. Okay, his too, Frank Reich's as well, but he's not the only one. I mean, certainly coming back from, it's not just that Andrew Luck retired. It's also the fact that he had been through two years of doubts and and con- questions and concerns about his future, overcame it, <laughs> played absolutely incredibly. I think had his most efficient season in his one season with Andrew Luck. I, I saw all but one year of Andrew Luck's career covered every game. And I would argue that that was his most efficient season. I don't know if it's his best season. I, I you know, we could argue, we could quibble, but his yeah. most efficient, his most efficient season, he made the best decisions I ever saw him make. And that was not an accident at all. I, I give Frank Reich hundred percent credit for that. Frank, excuse me, Andrew Luck had this tendency to play like this renegade. You know, he, he had a lot of Josh, Josh Allen in him, mm-hmm. young Josh Allen, you know, and it does uh, maybe Josh Allen now yeah, too. But... Josh still a little bit of down that table is <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah, exactly. So he he was definitely Josh Allen before Josh Allen, I think. And Frank kind of got him to play a different kind of ball. I, I really give him a lot of credit for that. And I just, 
I always, always wonder, man, what would have been, not just because Andrew Luck's really good, but Andrew Luck with Frank Reich was going to be just a different player. Anyhow, uh, so it's not just that Andrew Luck walks out the door. Um, that certainly is no one's fault, right? Uh, it just happened. It's Football's his fault, if anything. Exactly, exactly. Great, uh, perfectly put. Now, after that, I just think there was there was this this sort of indecision, okay? It's like, all right, well, we have this really good roster. We can't just bottom out and go draft some rookie who may or may not work out. You know, lots of teams have have died on that vine, you know, and they didn't want to go that route. And I understand it. You know, they had invested all these draft picks. They drafted well. And, you know, they were they thought that they could keep this rolling. Jacoby Brissett couldn't do it. They upgrade. They get Phillip Rivers, they thought. But he's 39. So it's not for long. And they played pretty well that year. Should have, I think, had every opportunity in the world to win their first round playoff game at Buffalo that year. Uh, just a couple of plays went the other way. So, but that was certainly a step in the right direction. Philip Rivers retires as well. So there's a trend here, quarterbacks retiring. Anyway, at that point, I think really the discussion was, okay, Matthew Stafford's out there. Uh, they did not want to aggressively make that move. Uh, you saw what it took to land him. And so they did not go that route. They elected not to. And then it became a matter of, you know, Frank Reich having to look within and say, can I get Carson Wentz to recapture what he had when we were in Philadelphia? I get why he bet on Carson Wentz. I totally get it, right? I mean, Carson Wentz's best football happened with Frank Reich at his side. No question about it. And they have just an incredible relationship that is very, very unique. So I get it. Was it clouded at all? Possibly. Possibly, right? Uh, but it also was, it was always a gamble. And you're going to win or lose. And they lost. That's what happened. Um, so I think this year, the Matt Ryan experiment, I don't put that on, on, on Frank Reich. That was really just, look, the owner laid down the law. He said, look, we're moving on. We're getting another quarterback. Yeah. Frank Reich, had he had the option, maybe would have stuck with Carson Wentz another year just to see, you know? And, and I think the continuity was what he was looking for. Uh, Matt Ryan was just available. That's what we had. And it turned out his unfamiliarity with Frank Reich's offense, I think, was a bigger issue than the Colts uh, perceived it would be. And that was a big setback, including or combined, excuse me, with uh, the offensive line regressing. Okay. Yeah. Not a lot of so explanation. Sorry. No. But... Hey, that's what I'm looking for. That, like, yeah. All of that. Cause I'm trying to understand sitting here in Charlotte, like what went wrong. Cause again, the dude had a winning record. So he obviously is not a bad coach. And when he had yeah. good quarterbacks and I really like the tip that you bring there that you believe that the most efficient football, I mean, probably stats say it as well. Andrew Luck played was that year with Frank Reich back in 2018. So it is unfortunate for Reich and the Colts organization that luck decided to retire because we're probably not having this conversation. If Andrew, no, we're definitely not having this conversation. If Andrew Luck would have started, kept playing football, it would still be out there right now. Cause I think they probably go to multiple more playoffs. Who knows where they are? Cause I believe in 2019, the thought was Colts could be a Super Bowl contender. And then Andrew Luck decides I'm good. I'm not going to be here. It does the whole magic Johnson thing. I'm out of <laughs> here. So it's, it's unfortunate for Reich, but it could be an advantage for Carolina. So do you still look at Frank Reich? You know, now in the NFL, everyone's looking at these offensive coaches, which 
is unfortunate for you know people here in Carolina who want Steve Wilkes to get the job because he didn't coach offense is probably the primary reason why he's not the coach here. And David Sapper, the owner, made that known this week that he wanted an offensive coach because of the, the rules get changed in the offensive side of, the, of favor every year, which I thought was an interesting explanation for why he wanted to do that. But obviously, Carolina's going to be looking for a quarterback. And Frank Reich, having been a quarterback in this league, having worked with Andrew Luck, having worked with Carson Wentz when he played his best football back in 2017, when I think he probably would have won the MVP had he not hurt his knee there at the, uh, the Coliseum against the Rams. Do you still look at him as a, a coach who can really work with a young quarterback and be able to maximize that player's value and get them to a capable level at this level in the NFL? I do. And I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, the example of, of Andrew Luck in 2018 playing the way he did. But it also, I think, includes the job that he did with with Jacoby Brissett the following year. I mean, that's some of the best football that, that Jacoby Brissett has played. And he had a knee injury that year and I think kind of regressed afterward. So maybe mm-hmm. in the back half of that season and, and their results reflected that. Um, I'm not suggesting that Jacoby Brissett was that he put the team on his back or anything, but uh, he played very competent football. And and I thought that was his job. His job was to not screw it up. And he didn't, you know. And so, you know, Frank Reich was a big factor in that. He's He helped enable him to do that. The other thing I, or the other example, honestly, is 2020. So Philip Rivers with the I guess they were in Los Angeles at the time. The Los Angeles Chargers in 2019, he has a career high in in interceptions, okay? And it looks like he might be done, okay? And there were a lot of questions about whether that was a good move for the Colts. They go get him, and he comes in, and he actually has a really efficient season. (laughs) Their offense clicks. It actually was was one of the best starts they had under Frank Reich. In fact, I think it was, in fact, the best start they had under Frank Reich was that 2020 season with 39-year-old Philip Rivers. Granted, the familiarity helped. That's true. But look, I mean, there were a lot of justified doubts about Philip Rivers in 2020, and he was fine. <laughs> and so I, I think there's a track record there. There's no question about it. There's a track record. Look, I know they they didn't. The, there was no postseason success to speak of. I get sure. that part, and that's totally fair. But but certainly the job he's done with quarterbacks, I, I think it speaks for itself. The other thing I would add, this kind of rolls into that too. His uh, ability to to really develop uh, a formidable running game is key too, mm-hmm. because if you have that that running scheme is going to help the quarterback. They they're going to be largely a zone blocking team, at least if he continues doing what he's done in the past. And they they have really done a good job with the schemes. I mean, listen, look at Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. He, he leaves the Colts last season, 2021, goes yeah. to Philadelphia. They weren't a finished product at the time. In fact, they were predicted to be pretty bad in 2009, excuse me, 2021. And he brought a lot of the elements from the Colts running game to Philly and what happened? They became like instantly the best running team in the NFL. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not saying all of that was Frank Reich. No, I mean, Nick Sirianni is really sharp. Okay. Really sharp, smart guy, great staff, but don't discount what he learned under Frank Reich. I mean, they were joined at the hip for quite a few years. Okay. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, like when Frank was asked about kind of what went wrong in Indy, he said, we stopped being able to run the football. And I know Jonathan Taylor had an injury this past year. And- yes. 
the offensive line, like you mentioned, regress because Quentin Nelson, there was one, there's one video that they showed all the time. We just basically destroyed some dude, end up getting fined over it because of course the NFL would find somebody over a viral <laughs> moment like that. Um, but I, that's one of the things that we talked about. They couldn't run the football in Carolina, solid offensive line that bounced back this year. Deontay Foreman's free agent. There's talk that they want to bring him back. Frank brought him up by name at the press conference. So it's interesting to hear about that zone blocking scheme you bring up and how Sirianni leaves the Colts to take the Eagles job. And of course, they're one of the top offenses in the league and about to play for Super Bowl and basically been the best team all season long here in uh, 2022. Let me ask you a couple more here and I'll let you go. Um, just looking at that Colts staff, because I know there's still a coaching search for whatever reason. They're going to have a third round of interviews. Uh, good luck. <laughs> to uh, Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard and all the folks there spending uh, 12 hours for, in these interviews. Don't really know what they were talking about for 12 hours. Um, and also to you, good Lord, good luck with trying right. to figure out what's going to happen there. Uh, but there's, are there any assistants that you would imagine Frank Reich would bring here to Carolina? I know Gus Bradley has been someone people have talked about, about a potential defensive coordinator here in Carolina. He's already going to, Frank Reich's going to keep um, James Campanile, line coach here and then a special uh, teams coach here. So Bubba Ventrone will not come into Carolina. Anybody you're looking on that coach staff you think might follow Frank Reich here to Carolina? Well, the one unrelated thing I'd start with is that I know that Frank has told me in the past that he believes the offensive line coach is the number one position on the staff, the most important. So okay. that's a hell of an endorsement, you know, that he that he's keeping the offensive line coach. I would start by saying that. Okay. So good for him. Uh as far as uh, defensive coordinator, I, I, it's just really early to say. I, I think the Colts search is kind of, I think, impacting this, you know, and and not knowing where they're going. It's kind of impossible right now to say, you know, what they might or might not be willing to do or to allow, I should say, when it comes to their own assistance and in terms of movement, right? Because they can block it can block interviews. They can block that movement depending yeah. on, on what it is. So I think everybody's in kind of a holding pattern. I've talked to some coaches and and that's kind of what everybody on the staff is saying. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here with my feet up on vacation basically and just kind of waiting. Like, so they're like the rest of us. They're like the fans. They're like, you know, wake me up when this is over. So that's really, I think the unknown right now, Gus Bradley, I would say him and Frank Reich don't have a long history, but yeah. when Matt Eberflus went to Chicago, took that job uh, and left the Colts with an opening, a defense coordinator. You know, they did some, they did some interviews um, and some prominent names. In fact, they, they looked at some prominent defensive coordinator candidates and, and settled on Gus Bradley. I thought he did a pretty good job. I, I don't, I would have to look closer at, at Carolina's personnel and see whether it fits what he does and whether that's a, a mesh, but, but certainly I was you know, I was skeptical when they hired him because the Raiders the year before, mm, yeah, not exactly a defensive force, but I think he he got the most out of the Colts defense this year at times. And, and I mean, that defense kept them in games that they had no business being in because they couldn't move the ball. I know the record says otherwise, and, it, and it, it's fine. I'm not saying they played great, but their defense gave them a chance in just about every game in the first half of the season until – it just at some point things just devolve and and even your strengths start turning into weaknesses at some point you just can't overcome you can't get out of your own way you know yeah. but uh, but overall really really strong job defensively so we'll see I, I mean I I can't speak to what the new coach will want we don't know who that is but I would say if now that job's still open in, in Carolina I would say that uh, 
that defensive style that Gus Bradley plays, not everybody's on board with it. So it's kind of a, a, a an interesting taste for some people. So I, I can't speak to whether the new coach will keep him or not. It's, it's a crapshoot. Anyway, you asked me about assistants who would come with him. So, yeah, no, hey, um, hey, I'm good, man. Do, do your thing. Yeah. Let us know what's going on. Right. So but I just think that that's a big one, right? The defensive yeah. coordinator. So I don't know what happens there, but I think it's it, it bears watching. It depends on what happens in Indy. Uh, the other thing is uh, Parks Fraser is a name to watch. Now, Parks Fraser ended up being the play caller after Frank Reich was fired. And he was not really in position to take that job. He was the assistant quarterbacks coach. But yeah. he basically started here as an intern. And he's become Frank's protege of sorts. Uh, very, very close to him and Frank's family. And so I, I anticipate he would take some sort of offensive role in Carolina. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, they, the, the interesting thing about the staff is that it's, it's kind of been hit hard the last couple of years. Frank Reich has allowed a lot of his assistant coaches to have upward mobility. And so he allowed, for example, Sirianni to take some assistant coaches. Um, Press Taylor was on the offensive staff. He went to, uh, Jacksonville and joined Doug Peterson as his offensive coordinator. So like he's, over the last two years, the staff has has really been hit hard, and I don't think that ultimately helped Frank Reich, <laughs> to yeah. be completely honest. But I also uh, give him credit for for not you know sort of restricting the the growth of of guys and, and men that he respects. You know, so it's a double edged sword. So I don't I don't think it's going to be sort of a wholesale thing where a bunch of assistant coaches come with him. But I'll say this last thing: uh, Frank Reich is very thorough when it comes to hiring assistant coaches and we've had, I've had a lot of conversations with him about his process. He's very thorough and he's very, um, he, he has, he definitely has a, a very specific process that he goes through. He'll talk to a lot of people. So I think he'll, he'll wind up with a pretty formidable staff. He's just very well thought of around the league as well. Well, that's great. I know um, the owner here, David Tepper said that he's willing to spend whatever it takes to get the best staff possible here. I know, um, Kevin Petulo, who was the wide receiver coach there for two seasons under Reich in Indianapolis now is a passing game coordinator with Philadelphia. He's been a name that's been mentioned yeah. as a possible uh, OC, which would be a – He's a good over. coach, by the okay. way. Okay. Very good coach. I I, I think, in fact, um, I think if, if, he, if it wasn't for that Philadelphia opportunity, I think he'd still be here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. So there's that. And the Fre and Parks Frazier, that thing, too. Um. His wife, Caroline, which, who I'm sure you probably know, know her very well. She was here uh, covering the Panthers for a year before I guess they got engaged. She moved back yes. there with him, and she's from uh, South Carolina, so it would be kind of a homecoming uh, for her again if he does take a job here on Frank Reich's staff. And that's something I was thinking. I mean, Frank, and that's been kind of a homecoming for him and his family as well, and that could be kind of the same case for the the Frazier family. Uh, yeah. Lastly, Frank, Frank Reich, the minister, officiated yeah. their wedding. Oh, well, there you yes. So okay. Like, so that when I say they're close, like they're really close. So okay. he's so he's coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, un, un, unless, unless I guess something I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, unless like I guess Jeff Saturday gets the job and is like you're my OC. It seems like he's <laughs> right. coming to Carolina. All right. Exactly. So, so hey, no no questions asked there. Uh, last one for you though, because. Yeah. I, the important thing is obviously stability at the quarterback position. I know Indianapolis needs it. Uh, Carolina needs it. And I'm imagining Frank Reich is not trying to go out there and do the whole, let's hope this veteran works. And Carolina's done that the last yeah. few years with Darnold, which shocker, that didn't work. And then Baker Mayfield, depending on considering the time he came in, not necessarily surprised it didn't work. Didn't think it would be that bad. Thought it actually would be a little bit better than Darnold. That obviously was not the case. 
the thought is that Carolina is likely going to take a quarterback. Now, sitting at nine, I don't know how they're going to get to the top guys. The Colts are sitting there at three. Is it very clear the Colts are going to take a quarterback? Because if that's the case, Carolina is probably going to have to shell out a ton maybe to get it to number one or hope at five of Seattle. The, the general manager, Scott Fitter, has those connections with John Snyder and that organization. Hope that maybe one of the top two or three guys are sitting right there. Is it set in stone that Ursay and that organization, they're going quarterback this year? Yeah, they're, they're picking fourth. I think there oh, yeah, is fourth, yeah. like a like a 0.1% chance they don't go quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, and it's for the reasons that you have just outlined, right? It's a hard way to go, you know, every year trying to figure it out. They didn't anticipate that that would be the outcome, but it, but that's just the way the dominoes fell. It didn't work out. The the solutions they found did not work out. And so they've, they've been at this, you know, four years in a row. I mean, it, yes, it's it has to stop. <laughs> There's no guarantee they're going to get it right, right? I mean, because better men than Chris Ballard, their GM, have, have screwed this up, okay? So it's entirely possible. But, yes, that is the plan. Draft a quarterback, get off the carousel, and it does complicate things for Carolina. There's no question about that. Um, look, we'll see. I think there's a there's a group of three, as you know, right at the top, and then it gets a little sketchier after that. But uh, look, enough teams. I think all these teams have learned lessons, you know, and hard lessons. Both these teams, in fact, I think they're they're so they're very familiar in many ways. And in some ways, maybe Frank Reich's the perfect coach because I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but they're, they've experienced some of the same issues. Oh, you know? he should feel right at home based he on really what should. he went through in Indianapolis. It's been the same case here in Carolina after. They're probably the, the only team that's had more starters since their last franchise quarterback than the Colts yeah. have. Because <laughs> yeah. I think they've had more starters than the Colts have since Cam, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, been a bunch. Baker, Sam, PJ Walker, um, Kyle Allen, I guess we'll throw him in there in 2019. Yeah, I saw some ridiculous numbers. Will Greer, we're already up to five. So, yeah, and Teddy, so like six. And then <laughs> may, maybe Heineke at the end of that 2018 season, you want to throw him in there. It's like six or right. seven. It's, it's been absurd. It's a so. tough way to live, man. Tough and, way to live. And that's what Frank Reich said. You know, you can adapt, but he ain't trying to live like that. And yeah, he knows better than most of us because he would still have a job probably in Indy. Happy you didn't have to live like that. So we'll see how it works out here in Carolina. But, hey, Stephen, I appreciate all your insight. Follow me on Twitter, at Holder. Stephen, also, ESPN.com, y'all. That's where he writes for. Very easy to go find his stuff with the Colts. Uh, all the Colts beat writers do a great job, including Stephen. And, I mean, Mike Wells is awesome. Back, I guess you you kind of replaced Mike up there at ESPN.com. I, yeah. I know yeah. Mike was always great. I used to work in Nashville to have him on. I, I think I had you on there. A lot of times, yeah. too. But all the indie guys are always great. Zach Kiefer as well. But Steven does a great job. You got a podcast? You got anything you want to plug? I don't. Um, just, uh, yeah, just check out just check out our, our Colts coverage. We've got, uh, look, we're going to be keeping tabs on the quarterback market. That's for sure. So, in fact, I mean, check out the late. We have a piece that ran this week where we simulated the quarterback offseason moves. That's mm -hmm. uh, a collaborative effort by our writers. So, it gives you some possible permutations and outcomes to think about, you know, so it, it, it's interesting. It's food for thought. So yeah, something to chew on. <laughs> he's someone we want to follow because the Colts taking a quarterback. So we got to figure out who they got to take to see who the Panthers get a chance to get, unless David Tepper sells the farm to get number one overall. But either way, Stephen Holder, ESPN.com. Follow him again on Twitter at Holder. Stephen covers the Indianapolis Colts. Stephen, thanks again, man. All right. No problem. Anytime. All right. We'll take a quick pause. Be right back here on Locked on Panthers. 
This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs and targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job posts, company, and their 875 million member profiles put your post in front of the most qualified candidates identify the most qualified candidates on linkedin jobs and connect with them fast and for free linkedin jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Great conversation there with Stephen Holder of ESPN.com. Again, follow him on Twitter at HolderSteven. And you're going to want to, especially with the draft coming up, a lot of y'all always asking me questions about the draft. Y'all, I have no idea what they should do other than draft a quarterback. And I don't know how things are going to play out until we go through free agency. Maybe Indianapolis decides, actually, let's do that 0.1% and go get another washed-up veteran quarterback We'll see what happens, but you need to follow Stephen Holder and really everyone up there in Indianapolis because they can give you the lowdown on what's going to go on with the Colts. Guess he said are drafting fourth overall because that's certainly going to directly impact Carolina and their ability to go out there and find a franchise quarterback to work with Frank Reich. Love what he said about Frank Reich working with Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck having his most efficient season there in 2018 where they won a playoff game before losing to the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in the divisional round. So love to hear that. And also he still believes that Frank Reich is someone who can absolutely work with a quarterback and mold them and, and be able to get the best out of them. And that's certainly what we need here in Carolina. And that's absolutely why David Tepper hired Frank Reich to be the head coach. He talks about Frank Reich's vision and all that. Come on, man. You hired the dude because he had a winning record, had success when he had a quarterback in Indianapolis, played a position, and first and foremost is an offensive coach. That's why Frank Reich is here, and that's why I'm putting a ton of pressure year one on Frank Reich because the roster is in a position with the right coach, which I think they have, and with a quarterback they can win what is the worst division in the NFL in the NFC South. I don't think I'm asking all that much. I guess I kind of am, but to me, no, because we've sat here and we've waited long enough for this team to not be terrible, which they've been over the last five seasons. It's time to win, and that's what Frank Reich is here to do. Find that quarterback, groom them, and go out there and win some damn football games here in 2023. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all be sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where 
every Friday. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to participate this Friday on the weekly Friday mailbag. Also, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you never miss a single edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. As always, or in the meantime, I messed up the ending. Whatever. Um, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.